Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good evening. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on education, knowledge, development, and training. I want to thank our special guest, David Wolf and his podcast company, without their expertise, these podcasts would not be possible. I also want to give a shout out to Vocal Dental Supply Company, Henry Shine, and Patterson Dental, along with On Demand Force. These companies have been wonderful sponsors of Ascent Dental Solutions, and I appreciate all the help that we can get. Tonight, we have a special guest. As you know, I speak mostly to healthcare professionals, dentists in particular, but tonight we have a special guest, Colin Carr. He's founder and CEO of Carr, a national uh, leading provider of commercial real estate and services with a particular emphasis on healthcare tenants and buyers. Mr. Carr, I can't thank you enough for taking time from your busy schedule to help me and our listeners get a better understanding of how important real estate is, the leasing of real estate, and the business component that real estate brings to the healthcare market. Why don't you give us a little background about yourself and your company? Absolutely. Well, privileged to be here. Thank you. Uh, I have been in real estate for almost 20 years now. I started when I was 19 managing apartment complexes. Uh, I got into brokerage when I was 23. And so real estate is all that I have done uh, my entire professional career. Uh, I started a company in 2009 called Car Healthcare Realty. And the game plan was to exclusively represent healthcare tenants and buyers. I launched it in Colorado in 2009. Uh, it had tremendous success. We got to the opportunity of representing hundreds of healthcare providers per year. And in 2015, we took the model national and we're now in 40 plus states. And we have the privilege of representing several thousand healthcare providers each year 
with their commercial real estate transactions. Can I ask you just a few generic questions? If you were to summarize, what's probably some of the best way uh, healthcare providers, but really actually anyone, could perhaps save some money or look at perhaps loose ends or weak areas that healthcare providers make in a lease? Is there some strategy? Is there something in particular? Since uh, most healthcare providers tend to lease their property and many times don't own it, what what would you suggest they look out for if they are leasing property? Yeah, that's a great question. One of the first things that you want to start with is it. you need to have a real estate strategy. And a lot of times people look at real estate as a necessary evil and they assume that every deal is going to be you know, fairly similar. And that's, that's a really bad place to start. You want to approach every transaction with a strategy. You want to know what options are available to you in the market. You want to know what it looks like if you were to lease versus purchase. If you're in a current property, you need to understand what other landlords would be willing to offer you if you lease in their property. And so to start with, it, it, it begins with having a very specific strategy where you create a posture that you have multiple options and you're actually in the driver's seat. You're not being pushed by the landlord. You're not back, being backed into a corner. You actually have control of the transaction because you understand what's happening. You have options, you have a posture, and you have the ability to make the best decision for your practice. How would you suggest uh, with your background and experience, what would you say some of the basic strategies that we in the healthcare profession should consider? Just maybe spell it out as uh, strategy A, B, and C. Absolutely. Well, number one, if you if you go to the market and whether you're looking at a brand new lease or you're looking at a lease renewal, one of the best things you can do is you can negotiate with multiple landlords simultaneously. And there's several benefits of doing this, but when you negotiate with multiple landlords simultaneously, when they know they're competing, they're going to push harder for your deal. They're going to realize that they've got to get more competitive with lease rates. So you're going to typically see lower lease rates when landlords know they're competing. You're going to oftentimes see higher tenant improvement allowances. You're going to see larger free rent packages, larger build-out packages. And then they also know that if, you are, if you're competing them against other landlords, they're going to have to be more competitive even with non-economic deal points. Concepts like assignability clauses or signage or parking, they're going to, they're going to have to get more competitive overall to make your deal. And then you have the ability to leverage one deal off of another. If you have two landlords out of three that are coming in with a higher tenant improvement allowance, you're able to use that information to go back to the third landlord and inform them and educate them on what other landlords in the market are offering and why they need to get more competitive if they want to compete for your business. And so competing with multiple landlords is a phenomenal way to do it, in my opinion. I think that's an excellent suggestion. I know in my personal business and real estate ventures, when I was, uh, let's say, much less knowledgeable, I just went in, negotiated the lease, thought I did a good lease, uh, but I didn't use that strategy of interviewing several prospective landlords to use uh, that competitive advantage. Thanks a lot for that. If you were to suggest, obviously you don't want an adversarial relationship, but quite honestly, the landlord has his or her priorities, and you as a tenant have your uh, priorities. How do you mesh together to get what I call a fair deal? If it's too good for the tenant, 
Sometimes uh, there are potential problems, and if it's too good for the landlord, uh, there are also problems. How do you just beyond the competing of uh, various different landlords in the area. What are some of your suggestions and strategies to get what I'll call a fair deal? Yeah, that's a great question as well. That does a lot of times tie back into the last point we made, which is if you have factual data, if you have legitimate bona fide offers from other landlords, it becomes very easy to to be non-emotional. It becomes very easy to simply point to the facts and you can let the, the data or the numbers do the talking for you. And landlords do this all the time. They, they'll tell you what they lease their last couple spaces for. They'll tell you how much interest they have in the property. They'll tell you where it doesn't make sense for them to do a deal. And they'll give you that information, albeit a lot of times it has posture associated with it. And they're, they're politicking for them to get the best deal as well. But if you as a tenant understand the market and you have other viable options and you have data from those other properties, it's not so much of, I'm trying to take advantage of you, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Landlord. It's, I'd like to talk about a way we could find a win-win, but if the other two or three properties I'm considering are much lower in lease rates or they have a much higher tenant improvement allowance or a better concession package, we've got to get more competitive at your property. Otherwise, it's not going to make sense for me to stay in this building. And when the negotiation is factually driven based upon market data and not just, you know, most, most tenants are, are usually employing a very, a very you know, poor negotiation strategy, which is basically begging the landlord or trying to beat the landlord up and ask for more, but they don't have the data to back it up. And so all they're doing is essentially begging or bartering. When you come to the table with factual data and you can show and educate the current landlord on what the market bears it becomes less adversarial and it becomes easier for the landlord to stretch further to make the deal because they understand that other landlords in the immediate area are doing the same thing. And then it, it doesn't feel like they're giving away the farm or they're losing so much money in the deal. They realize that they're just being competitive in a market and that's a great way to get landlords to push further to make a deal. Colin, so I, I, I understand car enterprise correctly. Would your company go out and represent someone like me or another healthcare provider to really negotiate in our behalf? Uh, is that something that your actual firm does? Uh, could you explain that in a little more detail? Absolutely. So our firm is, yes, our firm is a commercial real estate firm that exclusively represents healthcare tenants and buyers. Our only clients are healthcare professionals. Whether it's a a new lease, you're doing a startup, you're doing a new office, if you want to purchase real estate, purchase a a piece of land and build your own building, Uh, if you're doing a lease renewal, if you need help with the real estate during an acquisition, we handle anything that has to do with real estate for your practice. And with that, it's concepts such as due diligence, competition studies, heat mapping, uh, it gets into site selection, finding the best locations, the best properties. And then ultimately, the number one place that our company makes an impact and, and the number one place that anyone's uh, real estate representative should be making the impact is in the actual negotiations. And if you don't mind, if you're comfortable with this, how is your firm compensated when you come in and let's say I said, uh, Mr. Carr, 
I'm interested in about three acres. I'm interested in building approximately 18,000 square feet, and I need approximately 120 parking spaces. And right now, the the, the property is about $650,000, and the building is about $3.8 million. That's what I'm doing as a healthcare provider, not an expert. It would be like someone coming uh, and telling me how to do dentistry. I'm an expert. I have the experience, and chances are I'm going to be able to guide Mr. and Mrs. Smith to make a better decision, not only clinically but financially, and I assume your firm uh, has that expertise and ability. But in the end, are you compensated on the actual transaction? Is it the amount of billable hours, or is it a combination of both? Yeah, that's another great question, and and this is a, a really great aspect of what we do. Commercial real estate commissions are paid just like residential real estate. The landlord or seller pays those fees. So in the situation of a healthcare provider, uh, they're not going to ever pay their real estate agent. The agent is going to get paid a percentage of the deal. And if it's a lease, it's a percentage of the lease. If it's a purchase of a piece of ground or land, as you mentioned, it's a percentage of the land. And so it's no different than if you're going to buy a house or buy a piece of land to build a residential property on, you would hire an agent and that agent would split the commission with the listing agent. If you go to the market and you don't have an agent, the listing agent gets paid a double commission. So we're a completely free service to the healthcare provider, to the doctor. Uh, Our fee doesn't increase the cost of the deal. It's an amount of money, either percentage or per square foot, depending on how they operate it, but it's typically a percentage of the the deal. And it's set aside, predetermined before you even show up, and it's getting paid whether you have an agent or not. Well, I can see why you've done over a thousand transactions. Is there something besides not negotiating with enough potential landlords to to get, let's say, a fairer deal? Is there another mistake that you see by healthcare providers that make on a consistent base uh, basis that you could sort of guide us and say, "Hey, look it, whether you use Car Enterprise or another or a similar company." These are some pitfalls. These are some things that I'd like to educate the listeners in. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly right. You know, whether someone uses our company or not, I'd start with that as the first point. You need to have professional representation in any transaction that you're involved with. The reason being, as you mentioned before, you are a specialist in healthcare or in your discipline. You're not a specialist when it comes to commercial real estate. And that hurts you right off the bat because the landlord or the listing agent knows that when a healthcare provider or an unrepresented tenant or buyer calls on a property, they already know that person doesn't understand the market. They don't do it for a living. And they're going to treat you with the idea that they don't have to get as competitive for your business because you don't know better. So the first thing I'd say is always have representation. People say, well, how do you find a good agent? You, you talk to the people in the market that you trust. You talk to lenders or attorneys or CPAs or equipment providers, people in the market that have interaction with other vendors, they'll be able to give you referrals of people that they trust that if they were in your shoes, they would contact. And you simply, you call them, you you tell them what you're looking to do, and you're going to have a real uh, clear understanding as far as whether you trust this person or not, whether they have the experience you're looking for, and whether you believe they're the right person for the job. If you find that person, great. If you If you don't find them right away, call the next person. And the overall message here is there's too much on the line to go it alone and to try to figure it out yourself. The penalty 
or the cost of negotiating a deal and leaving money on the table or not getting all the concessions or paying an above market lease rate or purchase price is typically minimally tens of thousands of dollars. And in a lot of transactions, it gets up into the several hundred thousand dollars. So do yourself a favor, always have representation. Second thing I could go to is not negotiate with multiple properties. We hit that so we can keep moving forward from there. Another mistake that healthcare providers make is that they will consult with their colleagues and their peers to ask them what they achieved during their negotiations or their deals. And that's simply just using uh, the wrong benchmark. You're, you're measuring your upside in a deal against someone who probably didn't capitalize. And we see this all the time. Healthcare providers will go and talk to their neighbors in the same building. They'll go talk to a new tenant or they'll ask their colleagues or peers at a study club you know, or, or at some meeting, you know, what did you achieve or what did you get? And typically what they're doing is they're, they're measuring average or poor results and they're creating that as the benchmark. And that's a, that's a really tough way to go. And usually when that happens, they leave a ton of money on the table as well. I have so, a smile I, on my yeah. face when you say this, because on a day-to-day basis in my multiple dental practices, I hear patients say that they talked about their neighbor. They asked their neighbor a question about their dental health or their medical health. And I laughed at myself and I go, well, when, when did your neighbor get that medical or dental degree? Uh, but it's funny how people think that the information they're getting from friends, family members, and relatives may be accurate, but in many cases, you're just comparing bad decisions with other bad decisions. Uh, Colin, I can't tell you how much I thank you for your time, your expertise. Is there a way for our listeners to reach out, to touch base if they have particular questions or want to take on your firm uh, for their own personal needs? You bet. The best way to get a hold of us is our website, and that is car.us. C-A-R-R.us. And in the upper right-hand corner, we have a handful of places they can go to get information. We have a phenomenal resources tab that has dozens of articles, blogs, FAQs, uh, dozens of photo albums if you want to get ideas for floor plans, for actual finishes. And then in the upper right-hand corner of all the web pages, we have a find an agent tab where if you want to get a hold of an expert agent, that represents healthcare providers in the market that you're located in, or if you're moving somewhere, you can find the right person for the right market. And then last, we also have a free lease evaluation tab. If you are in a lease right now, whether you're one year into a 10-year deal, whether you're nine years in and you have a lease coming up in, in six or 12 months, if you want to get an understanding of how your current terms compare to the current market, we'll do a free market analysis, a free evaluation, and we'll arm you with all the information to understand when to start your transaction, what your options are, and it'll tell you if you have a good average or bad lease going into it so you know uh, how much room you have to make up in this next negotiation. Well, Mr. Carr, I want to thank you again for your time, your expertise in educating our listeners. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on education, training, development. At this particular time, I want to give a shout out to David Wolf and his podcast company, along with Patterson Dental, Henry Schein, Vocal Dental Supply Company, and On Demand Force. Their support for these podcasts are greatly appreciated, and I hope you enjoyed the show. I look forward to speaking to you in the near future. And again, my personal opinion is reach out to Mr. Carr and his company. 
Trust me when I tell you after 38 years, over 22 properties, over 20 some odd dental offices, I've made almost every mistake you can imagine. And if I had had this knowledge and information, I could have saved myself not only an enormous amount of money, but a tremendous amount of stress and aggravation. Mr. Carr, thanks a lot so much for your expertise and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.